Let us open our Bibles to Romans chapter 12 for an opening verse of Scripture. Romans chapter 12. While we have the 14th chapter of Romans before us, I want to use one verse from Romans 12 to set the stage for the main thought that comes to us, the main theme from Romans 14. The 10th verse of Romans 12. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. Beginning with this 12th chapter of Romans, the apostle applies the grace and mercies of God that he showed toward us through Jesus Christ in the first 11 chapters. So beginning at verse 12, we had the the beseeching of the apostle based on those mercies of God to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And he goes forward and explains how we do that and what parts of our lives it affects. In this 10th verse, he's explaining to us that true religion, true Christianity, true maturity is based on loving others and getting outside yourself and getting outside your comfort zone and making others more important than yourself. And it's the cure for most of our maladies if we would just practice that. In Romans 14, we have 23 verses. In Romans 15, the first seven verses apply to the same subject as Romans 14. So we have 30 verses that are going to teach us the same thing as this one verse because this is the cure for matters of Christian liberty. Right here. Be kindly affectioned one to another. Because if you're kindly affectioned to others, and if you in honor prefer them above yourself, you will consider their view and their weakness or their faults about Christian liberty, and you would not abuse them, nor would you cause them to stumble, nor would you make them weak. This is such an important part of our religion. It can hardly be overstated or overemphasized. And that is brotherly love. And that is love to get outside ourselves. That is what we use the definition of joy for. Jesus, others, and you. You come last. The least important person in this whole assembly is you. Period. Stop talking about yourself. Stop thinking about yourself. Stop protecting yourself. Serve others. Love others. Honor others. Prefer others above yourself. We're going to see it over and over again in Romans 14 and in Romans 15. Jesus Christ did it for us and we're supposed to do it for others. Be kindly kindness, gentleness, goodness, benevolence, wanting to do good and bless other people, be kindly affectioned, loving them, having a strong desire for them, being affectionate toward them, be kindly affectioned, one, every single one of us, this passage applies to toward another, that's every other single person, one to another with brotherly love. And the Bible uses that as a definition for brothers that would stand together, fight together, and die together. We should have that kind of attitude toward one another. In honor, we should want to lift each other up and prefer one another instead of ourselves. And once we learn this, and this is Christianity at its highest level of practical religion, then matters of Christian liberty fall into place very easily for us. You know, you're going to go to work this next week for 40 or 50 hours or something like that. 
Do you know how much emphasis that gets in the Word of God? Four words. It's the first four words of the next verse. Not slothful in business. Hoop-de-doo. The world works hard. Lots of people in the world work hard. But something that separates us from others is our love of others. Jesus said, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. Not by our work ethic. Not by the cleanliness of our homes. Those things are irrelevant. Those things are matters of Christian liberty to a great degree. We are supposed to work as Christians and there's a work ethic there, but the degree you do that, the world does it, does it to the degree that we do it. Maybe not in the particulars of how we reverence and respect authority, but they do it as well. It gets four words. Big deal. The issue is charity. Now by the faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Right. You know, in 1 Corinthians 12 and chapter 13, it would describe to us the fact that there are gifts in the church ranging from apostles all the way down to speaking in tongues. And the apostle would say, the apostle Paul would say, yet show I unto you a more excellent way, and that more excellent way is the way of charity. Amen. Loving others is greater than being an apostle. And if you were an apostle, and if you had all gifts, as the first three verses of 1 Corinthians 13 describe, but you didn't have charity, they're all worthless. And our profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is worthless, unless we love one another. And so I want to preface our worship today with this 10th verse of Romans 12 because you're going to see it over and over and over again in Romans 14 and 15. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. The Lord Jesus Christ preferred us when He came and laid down His life. He took upon Him all the reproaches of the enemies of God. He paid for all of our reproaches against Him and God. He received us. And we ought to receive one another. We ought to overlook all the little differences that there exist between us and love one another just as this describes and in honor prefer one another. This is the religion of the Lord Jesus Christ. Charity is the greatest grace. Charity is the greatest fruit. Charity is the greatest evidence. Charity says more about our lives and our religion than anything else that we can possibly do. How easily we forgive others. How well we serve others. How eager we are to get out of our comfort zone and do things for others is the measure of true Christianity. It's the measure of true maturity. Children are the ones that can only think about themselves. They whine and cry every day because they want to be fed. They want to be changed. They want to be entertained. They want to be played with. You know, we're supposed to have grown up by now. That's a childish attitude that thinks about yourself, that's concerned about yourself, that worries about your comfort zone. True Christians that have grown up and even if you aren't a Christian, if you've grown up, you don't care about yourself. You get outside yourself and serve other people. And those are the greatest ones in the Word of God. And that's why there's this constant pressing, even here in chapter 12, and then again in chapter 14, this pressing of us to look outside ourselves and to be gentle and merciful, kind, loving, and preferring one another. Let's do that. And let's let the Word of God speak to us today to that end. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Amen. Blessed God, we are thankful that the scriptures that were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. And Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the context that you've given us around that verse for us to understand it better than we've ever understood it before.
And that is that the examples of Scripture, of David, of Joseph, of Daniel, of the Lord Jesus Christ, quoted from Psalm 69, are examples for us to let the reproaches of others, to let the reproaches of your enemies fall upon us and do us no harm. For we would rather be punished ourselves than to punish others by our arrogance or our selfishness or our laziness or our pride. Heavenly Father, teach us this day. And the word of the Lord is not bound, but let it have free course and be glorified that we should love one another and in honor prefer one another and seek, Heavenly Father, to edify one another and to not seek our own but another's pleasure and to help them and to serve them and not to think of ourselves. O Lord, forgive us for the selfishness that reigns in our flesh and help us to put it off and to put on the new man and to put on the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ that we might not think of ourselves as needing to be ministered to, but that we would minister unto others. O Lord, help us to this end. We thank Thee for Thy Word. And blessed Father, help us to keep it. By the Holy Spirit, bless the words of Romans 14 to us this day. O Lord, stir us up and empower us in our new man. Strengthen us with the might that the Holy Spirit can give. That we might hear and understand and humble ourselves and submit ourselves and confess our sins and seek after Thee with our whole heart and our whole mind and our lives. We pray for Your servants in every place that are preaching this day. Some have already finished their work and others are just beginning. We pray for Your blessing upon them, Heavenly Father. O Lord, grant them fruit to their ministries. Encourage them, defend them, provide for them, and protect them. We thank Thee for our nation. We pray for its rulers while we give thanks for them and for the many blessings that we enjoy under their care. Continue to preserve this nation. Heavenly Father, for Brother Arnie Gamalong, preaching at a Bible conference this past weekend, I pray that you will bless the word that he delivered to many ministers and that they would be encouraged and provoked by the things he taught them. We're thankful for the means that you've given us to speak to so many in so many countries of the world, day and night. And we pray that, O Lord, you would speak to them by your word through us to the comfort and instruction of their souls. We thank you for our daily bread, and yet we pray that you would continue to provide it. We depend upon thee, we trust thee. But most of all, we are thankful for thy word, which is the bread that feeds our souls. And Heavenly Father, cause us to esteem it, and to crave it, and to desire it, and to read it more than our necessary food. O Lord, those that turn these pages each day seeking a blessing from thee, I pray your blessing upon them that you would open the word of God to them, that they might behold wondrous things out of thy law. Teach them, Heavenly Father, we man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of your mouth. And we thank thee for thy scriptures. This day, humble us before them. And Heavenly Father, let each person not think of others sitting around them, but think only of themselves. How well do they measure up to the standard given to us in these verses? We ask a blessing upon us. Heavenly Father, without your blessing, we shall not be blessed. And we pray that our worship this day will be pleasing in thy sight, acceptable in heaven. 
and that you would be blessed by our worship. And if thou art blessed, O Lord, then bless us with a blessing that we might go from this place for the better and not for the worse. Have mercy upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.